I want to talk about how important that job is in preparing our little people to do business. Now is it working? Oh, what? <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the kindness economy. Take two. <laughs> where we talk about doing business from, from the, the heart, heart outward. outward. And this week we will be talking about our self-care, of course, and our numbers. But like our numbers are kind of amazing and I'm really excited about the numbers. And it's Mother's Day this weekend. So happy Mother's Day to those who are excited about it. And good luck to those who are deeply challenged by this day because it's it's hard if your mom and and you are estranged for any reason. So we, we see, see you. you and we'll be talking a lot That's about that. What are you going to be talking about? Yeah, more with the mom tip and the labor around it. Um, I'm going to be talking about developing a class and I'm going to talk a little bit about bug bites and meditation. How was your week? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my week was interesting. We went up to Lake Ladoga, East Park Reservoir, Lake Ladoga, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, it's the reservoir that Camp Tipsy is usually held on. A bunch of friends, we went up to, to camp. If it's, you look up Lake Ladoga, you get something in Russia. It's just heads up. Oh, okay. Well then, never mind. Not Lake Ladoga. Anyway, up there, the reservoir where we camp for Tipsy. Um... Went with a bunch of friends. I got chewed on by a bunch of mosquitoes. I have a very severe reaction to them, apparently. Uh, we discussed it last year. Yeah, last year I got bit on my right foot. It puffed up like a balloon and was uh, very painful. Um, this year I got bit on my left foot and it started swell. I started scarfing Benadryl as fast as I could because I knew what was coming. I feel like I, I'm uh, slacking on my Benadryl love, and I need to maybe deal with that, address that. Yeah, no, Benadryl is, I don't like taking it because it knocks me out, oh. but it gets the job done. Um, but yeah, getting, it messes with my brain. Like, mm -hmm. I can feel it fucking with my brain. Yeah, it's like somebody wraps it in cotton. It's just, boom. <laughs> uh, I'm working from home with the kids because the kid is sick. So you may or may not hear the 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 cooing of my child I who is enjoying awesome. the uh, kinetic sand videos. Absolutely, but the itching the itching was intense enough that I wound up uh, actually using a pain vaporizer. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you in non legalization states, like you can get vape pens with it's like CBD base, right? Yeah. Yeah. CBD based vaporizer. The CBD, pen. that's like the new buzzword for all the kids. Yeah. It's like, oh, um, Walgreens is going to distribute CBD products. Awesome. awesome. It works for yes. pain. I mean, it gets it done, but I could still feel the itching and the pain and whatnot. Mm. So I wound up uh, meditating in order to make myself sort of go around the pain. Mm -hmm. um, when. When I was dealing with um, panic attacks much more frequently, um, I would break out in hives in between because my body had things to say about it 
in many there different ways. There are many types of reactions one can have to stress. Yes, and uh, they were horrible. I would itch and do the whole scratching thing, not unlike how I was scratching all the bug bites and whatnot. So I developed a practice, it was before I really got back into meditation, of just laying still and breathing very deep from the belly over and over again, almost to the point of making myself hyperventilate. So I was a little dizzy, a little tingly. It was very nice, <laughs> interesting headspace. But it also made me aware of the itching, but not caring that the itching was existing. It was just sort of like, that's a thing that my body's doing, and all of that is just fine. Um, so as everything was going off on my skin and I'm laying there just trying to not tear holes in myself because it feels so good to tear a hole in yourself when you itch uh, like that. Um, I started so absurdly satisfying. I started meditating and realized like, oh, 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 this is kind of like that whole yoga nidra thing where you're not supposed to move and you just sort of like separate from your body and it's this thing, like your body's doing its thing and your head is doing its thing. And you can just kind of chill and observe them as separate, like, it's there. That's a feeling. Okay. That's a little like the I am consciousness stuff. Mm -hmm. of just like, mm -hmm. you're the observer. Mm -hmm. You are not the thing. You are the observer of the thing. You cannot be the thing. And there's like a whole, I love that feeling. Yeah. It's so good. It works for bug bites. Or at least it helps. Definitely helps. That's good to know. I am also delicious mm. to the bugs. Oh, yeah, you catch him. Yeah, but technically, technically, Sprog B, he is the tastiest. Oh. Yeah, but he's also very small. And close to the ground. Oh, God, yeah, I know. I mean, but the thing is, is he, he goes to bed because we keep him on the bedtime. Mm-hmm. So, like, he doesn't, he's not up to be eaten. Okay. So I think that that actually saves us, and I'm glad we're talking about this out loud because there was an option where I maybe keep them up, but... I don't know. We're deciding. Anyway, that's <laughs> that's happening. We are going. We're we're getting ready to go to Tipsy. We're getting. Oh God, this week is so much. Deep breath. The kids uh, have taken turns being sick. When you have twins, they tend to be sick in a series rather than in parallel. So you usually lose the week. I am super so grateful. <laughs> so grateful for Tuesday. Cause was that the gap? That was the gap day. And sometimes there'll be like a little gap day. And if, if there was no gap day and if the gap day did not happen to hit on grandma's day, I might not be able to have gotten to see grandma this week. <laughs> so I got to see grandma, which was awesome. And we, you know, I got to, I feel like I, I got to do everything. Despite the... Despite everything, like I just did a kind of low-key week on TikTok mm -hmm. where like my hair is up for most of the show and like I'm I'm doing more of the you know this is me being a parent this is like this the real you know yeah like I'm playing your meme game but also like the show is me as a parent and the things that happen with that and so it was just like a matter of time before that came up yeah <laughs> but it means I have to make decisions about what my content is mm -hmm. and um the content this week is about how there's no time to make better content, basically. <laughs> and it's fine. It's, you know, it's perfectly fine and it's yeah. working. 
it's um, meta. I re- really, yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked about my meditative practice mm. because getting to focus in and out of TikTok mm-hmm. has been so important. Getting to remember to take care of myself and not overextend myself there is part of maybe part of why I'm making through it this week. Mm. And at the same time, it's like, oh God, it's like I get to do all the things. And like I have, you know, I am actually sleeping. (laughs) Cool. And actually, you know, made it to the gym once this week. And maybe had my head up my ass for most of Wednesday, which is fine. You're allowed. That's fine. Sometimes your ass gets lonely. It just, you know, it just gets stuck there sometimes. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I did a TikTok about that. Yeah. I did a TikTok. I did a TikTok. The thing you were saying, like when your when your uh, body was legit hurting mm-hmm. from the uh, the sickness, yeah, right from your uh, uh, what is it, altitude sickness? Oh yes, right. Um, last night I was just so exhausted, <laughs> like I couldn't keep my eyeballs open, and I was like, oh, I need to go to bed, but I need to make a video about this because this is real right now. So fucking real. You need to understand what's Y'all going on right now. Y'all need to know right what's now. going on for me. It's sleepy time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I need to capture it. And you know, it was and it was cool. And I'm having an interaction with somebody that I'm mentally starting to identify as like my number one fan. Mm, your avatar. And it's neat. You've got an avatar. What's an avatar mean? What's that mean? Define that, that for me. That. Uh, the person you're speaking to. Oh. Oh. The, yeah. When oh. you talk about your audience and like developing, who, you're not talking to this. Rather than nothing. a target audience. You're talking to one that's person. that's a very vague demographic. You're, you're talking right. to one, but like you, you, yes, you. I see you. you looking over your shoulder. You. Yes. Yeah. I'm talking to you right now. It's a different you uh-huh. for this you. Mm-hmm. The TikTok you is a younger you. Oh, yeah. The, t- the the podcast you like it's, it's an slime you. for life is actually the uh the name on the for the person on TikTok. It's like slime for life twenty two forty five or some shit. <sighs> All right, someone um, from the Nickelodeon generation. Perhaps? Uh, no, I don't know. no, the younger? slime thing is really popular oh, among the tweens. That's right. The I, mm, okay. The yeah, the, and now the I just... tween fem types are super into. Slime. slime and phloem and all those textury stuffs you know um oh i got some things to say off the air <laughs> so i that's what the name is based off of but i'm like starting to think about like like i i get used to their interaction and i'm getting like there's more of them mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool like there's a definite like there's a you for the I'm getting to know the avatar for TikTok. Yeah, it's like I've already gotten to know the avatar for this show, but yeah, it's it's been a really Oh my god, this week. Uh Yeah. I think my avatar Yeah. <laughs> I think my avatar skews a little bit older on TikTok. Like I'm I'm talking to the parents and the adults who have to deal with the kids that just happen to be on the app and they're like, "What is up with this?" <laughs> I mean, I started talking directly to the the younger kids when I said, 
when I did the first yeah. video. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, dude, fuck yeah. Yeah, you could totally just write, <laughs> you could totally write first on my wall. That sounds great. Thanks for the engagement. I have such consistent engagement right now. Cool. Like, just like, gosh. Fuck gotta, yeah. Making it happen. Are you fluffing your hair? No, my head itched. Oh. I couldn't. Okay. Oh, curly hair in a, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know. She says that she fluffs her headphones. I'm just, right? <laughs> okay. Is that our first segment? Yeah, because I think we're good. We're going to keep it real tight good. today because seriously, kids, seriously. Okay, we're back. And it's recording. And it's recording this time. All right. Cool. <laughs> totally know what we're doing. We're professionals. Yes. Not really. Yeah. Okay, kind of. Right, never, never, no one's paying us. No one's paying us yet. <laughs> Define professional. Right. You're a professional. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I have a studio I, in my landing. Yeah, no. Which is fun. But it's a professional-ass studio. God damn right. I mean, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. So the numbers with our fancy-ass studio are looking like we actually deserve this shit. <laughs> just while we're on the topic um because they look really great our numbers for uh last month for april we looked at both of because we were talking about it because it was our one year anniversary so suddenly we have more traffic on our old podcast yeah so our combined numbers now for the month of april are 196 plays for the month of April, but for the first week of May, we're at 151. For the first week, yeah. So that's like we're so we're we're definitely people are moving the needle. In it's like going up into the up into the right in that, yeah. the way that you want it to go. Uh -huh. It's pretty cool. It's really cool to see that on a podcast oh. that we stopped producing like, a, a while ago. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so they like us and they are consuming our content and that's awesome. Uh-huh. And um and I have like thirteen thousand followers on TikTok right now. Good it is Lord. starting to impact my followership on Instagram and it They're coming over? I think so. Uh -huh. okay. So that's starting to happen and that's kinda cool to observe that. And now it's like I, I'm going back to the stuff that inspired me, the uh, the Gary V content and just sort of thinking about like, you know, when I started listening to him a year and a half ago, I wouldn't have a question for him for his Ask Gary V show. And now? And now I feel like I have a bunch of questions. And like the first one, and it was funny because it's, it's when you listen to somebody enough, you can sort of get a sense of like what their answer is going to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And like the first thing I would ask would be like, dude, what next? And uh, like the answer, I feel pretty confident would be just keep going and don't get your head up your ass. Don't get, um, what's the thing that he says to people? Fuck. There's a way that people get in their own way or take themselves too seriously. Mm. That's the thing that I could really do is start to take it too seriously. And it can't be more than bullshit at a certain point because there's something to be said for 
already having decided that it's bullshit ahead of time. So when somebody comes along and tells you it's bullshit for whatever reason that they have, like, cool, bro. Tell me more about that. What's up? What's up? The detachment protects you. It's just like, sort of nice. Uh, so that like when I release the art into the thing and I'm trying to, there's something meta about mm. being detached or letting it be destroyed and letting it be destroyed your mm -hmm. art. And like, I'm actually literally right now writing a 15 second script like agonizing over the letter, like like word placement in a 15 second monologue to what? like make a TikTok that speaks to that. Like the way that I'm making art is like just with all of my body and all of my heart. And then the second it comes out, it's bullshit. Like that's just my process. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and I want to be able to speak to that. Maybe I should just say that. Yeah. Just that. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. I've been, I like... I sat with Sprague A on my chest, like writing in my journal, like oh, fuck, I wrote four drafts of that and I just spit it out right now. So yeah, um, in just the process, making, the, you. making the ga game happen and being a parent mm -hmm. with the kid on my chest and it's been exhausting. I mean, that's but it's also like it's it's momentum and now the game is just let it be, keep going, pay attention engage with the audience play with it figure out what you want to do like I, I don't I don't need to the same way I don't want to nickel and dime my clients I'm not here to nickel and dime the audience either mm, as there's far as no, their attention goes yeah there's this isn't the top of some fucking funnel right mm -hmm. like like there's no you know if you wanted organizational services that's you could totally reach out to Courtney yeah but like that that's pretty obviously like there's nothing cloak and dagger about that this isn't like some marketing ploy to like funnel information or whatever anywhere it is just us being here dicking around and yeah exactly fucking around with some yeah <laughs> some expensive equipment it's it's and it's not even that it's expensive equipment it's that the the, the price point for quality of equipment has come to a place where it's like laughable the budget to put this together Compared to like, I've been doing this for 25 years, like the budget that it took to do this, it wasn't what I could afford right now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's just paying attention. It's continuing to be about the process, to enjoy the, you coming over, sitting down, drinking Having our tea, tea talking about <laughs> our week, talking about our social media engagement and the ways that we're getting attention to do things, talking about, you know, our clients and what those things teach us that we think might be valuable for the audience and making up things to rant about. And while we continue to enjoy this process because we took a while developing, I love this process. It's kind of awesome. And so I'm stoked to continue to do this. I love making TikToks. I am starting to balance out the, I'm getting back to Instagram now. What, I don't even understand how Gary, he has such a huge uh, uh, footprint. He has such a, yeah, it's a huge footprint. Like he's got so much labor hours that go into what he does. Like he wants you, he seems to have this rhetoric that you could be on all of these platforms at once. And it's like, you definitely noticed on my Instagram when I went over to TikTok. Yeah. And it's, it's very recently that I've started to even pay attention very well to 
Instagram again, where it's like started to, I'm, you know, getting the rotation in because it's just me. Like I, I, I forget it's helpful over time to understand that like I listen to Gary Vee and I listen to all these folks, but like the folks that are doing it all themselves, they don't, they're not on all the platforms all the time. They're, they're pacing themselves. What's his name? Um, that is the thing that I will tell people when it comes to just like business maintenance is kind of like household maintenance. Like mm-hmm. Gary Fee and company, they have staff. They do. They have staff. So much labor goes into their shit. People with staff get more done because they have other people's hours. That's how that works. That's right. Don't yeah. forget that part. Yeah. And don't beat yourself up over that. Right. It's just a thing. So the game right now is just keep plugging away mm-hmm. and pay attention because something like that's what I'm good at is paying attention and mm. seeing a hole. And then I plug the hole. Like the whatever that is. I don't oh, know what it that? is. Fine, here. And it's this this is the, you know, where people are afraid of change. I'm like, yes, great. And where people want to like binary everything out. I'm like, nah, actually, I'm pretty comfortable in between whatever dichotomy you feel super attached to. I'm just going to kick it right, right in the, I'm going to hump the hell out of that line. Mm, gray. And so. Live in the gray. Now we just kick it and wait for the hole to reveal itself and enjoy the process mm, yeah so that's kind of where the numbers are showing me like this is working we're going up into to the right shit's jamming thank you welcome yeah. those of our new listeners I, thank you yeah, new hi, subscribers that's... uh this is awesome mm-hmm. if you know <laughs> stoked like, there's a thing <laughs> uh the uh, for me as far as work goes and again when i talk about work a lot of times it's pretty uh in based in intuition uh based on a lot of soft skills and reading people but this time this week i went to see my business coach and we were talking about the um lectures and stuff like doing the guest lecture doing speech and like my nerves around it and one of the things she asked was, well, what's your call to action? And I was like, uh, sign up for my mailing list? She's like, no, because that's a given. I'm like, okay. She's like, you've been making content. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, start to structure that content. There are various topics that you like and can go on at length about batch all that stuff together Mm -hmm. and see if anybody would be interested in it i'm like oh she's like if you're in front of someone and this is i guess is like more more closely aligned with traditional business advice and probably with that funnel Mm -hmm. is uh if you get in front of somebody have something to offer them like oh i mean i've got a good story she's like more than the story (laughs) the story's entertaining but while you have them and that's sort of the, the thing that I was talking about. It's just like that. Uh, the what we're not doing is being like, here's a class. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, we're still developing lectures and stuff, which invariably are a type of class. But we're not asking the audience to pay for that. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Somebody's going to somebody organizing like events around the topic that you're speaking of are going to hire you to come to out talk and talk about it. Yes. You're going to pay that person. <laughs> <laughs> come speak at a thing. Yes. 
Um, this is the ecosystem. So it's like, oh, okay. So I'm starting to look at the topics that I've been talking about. What are the things that I lean towards the most, which is also kind of muddy and sort of. Well, I mean, you very clearly have you the stuff that you've produced already mm. is the five questions to ask about your stuff before you die. Mm -hmm. And then you've done the uh, hoarder scale mm -hmm. content on TikTok. Yeah. So there's already a couple of little niches existent in the stuff that you've, you've already talked about. Yeah. Thinking, 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 thinking. Yeah. It's all like, what happens? Like what happens to he who dies with the most toys? You still die. What happens to your toys? Does anybody care? That's kind of what that, my, yeah, that's kind of what my stuff boils down to, which seems less like a, this is a skill and more like this is a philosophical question for the way you go about acquiring things through the course of your life. A little uncomfortable, mm. but there you have it. I mean, it's also disruptive yeah. because we're, our entire economy is consumerism. So to have that there's conversation. There's no more room to consume shit. Exactly. Like, the, like they we're running out of room. Yeah. That shit that For gets real. consumed gets thrown away. <laughs> and now what? Like on, at scale, that's actually a terrible way. That's kind of fucked. That's just not working. Honestly, let's please talk about, so, yeah. you know, but, but, but it, it's going to fuck up our economy to be like, let's be less consumerist. Let's buy less shit. Let's throw less shit away. That's going to like, like the reason less people are talking about that is because the economic implications of that are some shit. Uh, yeah, and nobody wants to go down that path, but you know what? You either choose it or you're shoved. Yeah, So we're, we're gonna have to correct eventually. Like the talking about it and the like giving the lectures and trying to figure out how to batch all these things together. So it's like, hey, listen to this series of things that are like, huh, uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That audacious of, thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just sort of realizing the scale of what is uh, running underneath. Like, oh, there's this concept. But no, underneath, I'm like asking some pretty challenging shit. Ew. How challenging am I feeling? Like, how much, you know, how much swagger do I have to present this information? Uh, it's a little, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's some. Um, so there is actually a class that you want to like funnel people to, which I'm here for. Like that's not my game. But if your game is to be like, yo, I have this thing, and it's like, it's to my bullshit is to save the world. It's to talk to more people. I mean, I work with clients one on one. Mm-hmm. That's hard to scale. And it's like, no, there's there's some broader questions that need to get out. Is there a way to like train um, more organizers? Is there a way to scale that where you're mm -hmm. like point to point on teaching other people how to support individuals with this? Mm. Yeah. How to support other people, how to support themselves. But yeah. And a lot of it centers around like being present and part of the death process. Mm. So. What did your... Um, what did your coach actually say about what they want you to do next? Um, to frame the questions that I ask myself in terms of how can I be of service to the world? So we are saving the world with bullshit. That sounds great. Awesome. <laughs> no, like if, if you get lost in your own head, if you start to doubt, 
then take yourself out of the equation and it's like what do i want to bring into the world to be of service to as many people as possible awesome so yeah something to keep in mind <laughs> that's basically what i'm doing with the podcast yeah like the whole doing business from the heart <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah all right yeah i think that's segment two mm -hmm. cool check on my kid yeah And rent a festo time. Okay. So today uh, is the <laughs> couple days before Mama's Day. Mother's Day. And um, for the purposes of our conversation, we are going to define the mom as whoever is the primary caretaker of the child or children. Mm. Um, because that's not always the person who gave birth to the child. Sometimes the child's adopted. In my case, I'm a third parent and I did not give birth to the children but i am the clearly the one who is homesick with the children mm -hmm. who is the one that you know i'm the one that spends the most time with them because they're that's i stay home and that's the, the job that i chose to do um and i want to talk about how important that job is in preparing our little people to do business and it seems like a weird connect but it is really important because when we're talking about, like I said in the very beginning, we're talking about doing business from a place of insecurity. Those insecurities are going to come from somewhere and they can come from, you know, a, a whole myriad of, you know, uh, minority group status stuff that causes a lot of insecurity. Right. Or it could just be like, you know, your mom and you were just codependent as hell. As in my case was like, I was just codependent as hell with my mom and it was not good. Um, and like, even when I was talking about earlier about Gary V, like even he talks about like the, the way that he does business, the reason that he's so secure with himself is because his mother was awesome. And he like raves about her all the time. He's such a mama's boy. It's precious. Oh. It is just so precious. He's so about his mom and he just like thinks that he was perfectly parented because of his mother. And that's beautiful. And I'm so grateful that people get that experience. But in addition to that, there's people that get an experience of being single mothers and single mothers don't get Mother's Day because mm. the only reason you have a Mother's Day is if you have a partner Somebody to make to your kids the... do the card and the da, 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 da. Otherwise you're doing that for yourself and if you're single, you don't have time. So... It doesn't happen. If you are estranged from your parents for any reason, if, you know, maybe your parents died and you missed them and that happened young and suddenly, you know, there's a lot of reasons that Mother's Day can be kind of crappy and difficult. Fucking uh, fraud. Um, but I want to get into, like, how important that person is for developing an inner monologue. Like a parent, in, in capitalism, we are taught that your child is your product. Mm-hmm. That, you know, on some level, there's a factory in my life. And what I'm popping out is this person that is a judgment of me as a parent. And that insecurity from me as the parent will translate into insecurity 
in the child. 100%. I mean, maybe not 100%. Maybe there's some chaos. Obviously, there's some chaos. My, my parents' insecurity managed to skip me. More power to me. But that doesn't, that doesn't scale well either. <laughs> so, you know, like that, that, that being treated like a product from a very young age has the unfortunate power of making us believe that we are in fact a product. And then we believe our children are products of us. And like the, the productivity of myself is my job and my child. And those are my products. That's what I do. And I can't like, like my kid can't be responsible for that. He, the, they're, they're so small. And also what I want to be doing is I want to be a curator. I want to be a curator of their inner monologue. I'm the curator of the voice in their head. Mm. I'm the curator of their resiliency. My job as a parent, as that, that primary caregiver, is planned obsolescence. I am teaching that little human how to human. It is not a, it's not my product. It's a human. And, and it needs to learn how to interact with other people. It needs to learn what its favorite things are. It needs to love its, you know, pink flashing Crocs. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> but there's so many ways that we make whatever our children do about us instead of like making it about them. And that's the insecurity that makes everything like if you can't see that greater sense of self and that confidence to be like, I can wait. Like that's sort of the, that's the basis of what I got. I got to. I gotta check in on him. Okay. <laughs> mm, keep yes. Oh. Like, okay. My take on everything around primary caregiver um, kind of comes from the labor perspective because I, I said last week emotional labor is labor. The act of raising someone and being the curator of their experience of giving that care that is that is labor um and it's assumed labor it's not it's one of those things that it happens so quietly and so gently and very slowly that it um it just gets overlooked like oh that ju that just happens like no that's work like, oh, this is the way things just are supposed to be. No, that's someone actively deciding to take a role. Or that, ideally, ideally actively deciding to take a role. Ideally, because, right. again, it's that assumption like, oh, you are the wife in a heteronormative couple. You are going to produce children for this institution, which is part of a broader structure. But as we have mentioned before, when you start to break apart what the assumptions are around 
gender presentation, around relationship structure, around domestic you know, household structure and division of labor, then all that goes out the window. And you get to one question, like, well, who says that this person is in charge of the psychological and emotional development of this teeny individual who has come into the world as a result of our actions? Or you know, like, maybe that, maybe we want to divide that labor up. Um, I mean, it is sort that, of divided yeah. up more or less because we have every pair, every every adult that the child has access to helps it gets, spread it gets the load. Spread it up. It, well, the psychological development, yes, because you get more examples of how to process things. Mm-hmm. So the more isolated children are, like the more likely you get some like weird code. And I think of things as like we're hardware computers and like <laughs> the the part in my brain that is the codependency that I have with my mother is just really bad code. And like it's really old code, but I can actually like some of the messed up code is actually getting rewritten in real time because I get to do this parenting thing mm. in a way that like I'm open and like present with them. I'm like on their ride and I get to like heal my old wounds in like real time, which is neat mm-hmm. and weird. Like my trauma started at around their age. So it's sort of weird to think of me doing what was done to me when I was that small. That size. It's just like crazy. Um, but like, this is a thing that ends up happening anyway. And, and I'm not even saying like, I'm doing it right. Like I've, messed up like I'm an angry person and you know the, it's it's really easy to see oh damn when you watch like because we also have the luxury of twins so it's like one wants to be just like me mm-hmm. and, and sometimes yeah. when they choose to behave just like me I am like wow I need to we're going to talk <laughs> about that in therapy okay uh, cool. What's that about? But we get to see the flip side of it as well. Right. And we get to see like how the other kid responds to it and how like the vengeance game gets started. Vengeance. <laughs> sweet, vengeance. sweet vengeance. We like the It's age appropriate when you're four. I got to be honest. Like that's just the level that you're working at and that's fine. I know. You know? But sometimes a good round of vengeance is just really satisfying. It is satisfying, but our better Buddhist, better Buddhist self would be like, mm, maybe not so much. No. I know, I know. Just say it. You know, just I know, breathe. I know. You breathe through it's gonna it. It's going to be okay. But there's that part in the back of your head oh, that you God, know. Oh, God, I want it. And you acknowledge it. I acknowledge you. I see you. I see you. Put the blades down. Right? So we, I have this like interesting game of being parent and parented in this weird loop and just like we're doing a lot better honestly Mm -hmm. i think as a society like i'm actually pretty impressed with us generally speaking i feel like we're experiencing um uh correction a market correction in the general kindness economy Uh. where we're getting an uptick 
and white supremacy and for some reason oh it, it would be the white supremacy that we don't actually have any laws that say white supremacy is terrorism that's a thing so uh like for example the um the guy the lieutenant the coast guard lieutenant yeah that dude he can't be charged as a terrorist because he wasn't conspiring with a foreign uh entity um and white supremacist doesn't count under the current definition of terrorist why would it because i don't know i mean so I mean, let's just ask the topic. question why would it it wouldn't it's <laughs> it's just i want to raise better people yeah and that's if we can that is a job if we can honor these folks that we're raising and not treat them as products and if we can remember that what we do isn't who we are we can like maybe help each other out and get through some tough shit yeah so um yeah that's where my thoughts where are thoughts? in my <laughs> now i think this whole rewiring and I, I maybe we just call it the great re rewiring <laughs> we're just experiencing like a huge and that software upgrade that i think in that is going to be a really big evaluation of the role of mother the role of nurturer of caretaker of someone who's providing that service and how it happens okay baby come sit with me how it uh it doesn't happen in a vacuum and that there's more of us more of us needed to just be aware um to be supportive and to be open to reimagining what care looks like um both in terms of mother the mother role as in being present to take care of small people but also in how that translates into how we take care of each other how we yes. exist within community and how we start to take care of the the most vulnerable among us you know the people who have less the people who are aging you know isolated and alone like how do we fold people into community yes um i think that is going to be part of a really big shift that yeah. is may already be happening i believe it is currently happening like the fact that i believe just, that people are digging it because like they yeah. otherwise probably wouldn't listen to our stuff yeah like the fact it's really that we're happening. asking the questions and it's like how do we how do we approach this fuck i don't mean like honestly i don't know there is no blueprint we're making it up as we go along 100 percent making it up but the fact that we're asking and people are brave enough to engage with the question in a meaningful way i think is essential so thank you for being brave enough <laughs> yeah the the leaving the doing business with enough space to be a parent is going to need to be a thing in the future mm -hmm. i can't just you know, like the fact that i happen to have enough wealth for myself and my family that i can basically make it up for me is not a scalable sustainable model no <laughs> but there does need to be a re like we need to like we need to be having these conversations yeah like how do we how do we make business 
something that you do because it's a practice that you enjoy and the way you share your talents and gifts with the world, but that it doesn't become an all-encompassing thing where people like reimagining your children as not products, but reimagining yourself as not a product to yes. be squeezed out and squeezed dry. Yes. And not your community is not a product to be squeezed dry. Your art, not a product to be squeezed dry. Like it's just a thing that you produce and you let it out and trying to make the world a better place. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, just even using the word product is a pretty interesting bit of trickery. <laughs> For the kid? Well, in general, like you're... Like whether or not you are product or your kid is product. Yeah. Like that kind I mean, of like you produced your kid. You made it. You made your kid. Um, but it's not product. Product as in a commodity. And maybe that's it. We're using product and commodity mm. interchangeably. Right. And that, yes. I think. I mean, I think there's a way that, like, it is, yeah. You yeah, see yeah, where I'm yeah, getting You yeah, see yeah. what I'm getting at? Yeah. Like, that kind of, mm, mm. Because when you say product, it's like, no, we are producing things. Even if it's producing connection, producing kindness, we're creating that. That's something that we co-create between people, two individuals, a community, a household, a family. But even still, like to produce that and to do that does not make that us. We are not that. Correct. That's, and that goes back really to the whole the meditation. Game. I am not the bug bites. I am I, not the itching. Uh, I am not the pain. I am not my family. I am, <laughs> I am not my trauma. I am not my relationship with my mother. No. 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 Mm-hmm. I think, but I think yeah. that's where we're at. I think, are you good? I think we're feeling pretty good about this. And I'm feeling pretty good that you all listened. Thank you for joining you. us, especially our new listeners. Welcome. Um, please like and share and do the subscription Spread thing if that's word. what you're into. Um, if you think a friend of yours would really enjoy hearing this, sure. if you have like a single mom that just wants to hear that anybody gives a fuck that they're out there momming, <laughs> you know, I'm super into that. You can email us at kindnessecon at gmail.com. Yes. And we have the kindnessecon.com in general for all of your subscription needs thank you so much for listening please wait, wait, take and oh, you what? are oh wait we have to tell us who we are <gasps> i am bonus parent baba <laughs> uh you can find me on tiktok facebook you can find me on tiktok facebook instagram and twitter and ah i am courtney king bumping into a plant my business is seeking solutions and you can find just about everything at C, the letter C, K-I-N-G, solutions.com. And you, yeah, all yeah, that good stuff. All that good stuff. All right, now take excellent care of yourself and the people and the world around you. Be kind and safe travels, everybody. I hope to see you in the future. Bye.